This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of takes that chance 10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moyes stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. Here's Moy, right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield Town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round to Heia. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the back. Yes! And Tommins scores! Tommins has scored! One of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! De Plattras forward! De Plattras got the better! Yeah! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! Welcome to Andy Takes That Chance to Warm Up as we embark upon our fourth double game week in a row. Tiredness is now starting to creep into the legs. Decisions seem slower and podcasts seem longer. But not this one as we're here to whiz through the preview of another game. Whizzing at the Championship Urinals with me are Brady Frost and Chris Markham. And you two try and write a hundred intros and keep it fresh. That's all I'm gonna say on that one. Gonna say, mate. I'm, on to, I'm into the hundreds now, uh, so we'll skip that one very quickly. Um, so this Wednesday night, Town are united with an old friend, a very, very old friend. Uh, Wednesday evening is the first league game between these two sides since 1972, uh, the year that Town fans hoped would be our worst ever in the top flight, but sadly not. Uh, The teams have only ever met on 15 occasions, usually sidestepping each other on the way up or down. Town have won eight, Coventry five, and there have been two draws. Uh, We're struggling for a a memorable game from that. Um, But I did dig out one, uh, which is 
back in 1955. Town plucked Coventry out of the hat in the FA Cup and after a 3-3 draw at Leeds Road, went to Highfield Road and won 2-1 in extra time. A goal from legendary town striker Jimmy Glazard and Jimmy Watson, enough to put town through in the first and only time the two clubs have ever met in the FA Cup. And I'm not going to go to you two for reaction from that because... None of us were born then, and that was the year my parents were born, so you know, no chance, <laughs> absolutely no chance. But it's, it's just good to get Jimmy Glazard on the podcast, that's all, a, a town striking legend. And uh, we'll move on, and we'll move on to uh, Brady. Brady, go all Patrick Moore on us and give us uh, the lay of the sky. Well, um, Coventry, uh, they, they're 18th in the table with 21 points. Um, that's actually only three points behind us, so if they win, they, they can be in a similar position to us um, obviously they got promoted from, from League One last season they had a bit of a difficult start but they're actually unbeaten in seven and they uh, they beat Cardiff and Drew and Norwich in that in this run um, looking at the home form they've not lost at home in the in five matches and they've only conceded three goals in those games including two clean sheets so um, yeah again it's going to be a bit of a tight game a bit like Wickham but what I would say is Coventry have a lot more quality than, than Wickham do um, which I'm sure we'll go on to and Games are coming thick and fast, and uh, there's no easy games in the championship, is there? So, a um, bit of an interesting one, this one. Mm, Chris, uh, what strengths and weaknesses have you gleaned from uh, from Coventry? Uh, new, obviously, new to the championship, new to us, new to everybody that's that's over uh, <laughs> 48 years of age. So, um, let us know what you've managed to pick up from there. From me, I, I can see Robbins likes to play a bit. You know, I remember when he was at Huddersfield, and he always used to say, Oggy used to say, what, what formation have you used to play? And he used to smirk and go, it's fluid, and he seems to have taken. Yeah, he seems to have taken that shape with a back three and implemented it a little bit at Coventry lately. Uh, town vulnerable, you would say, in front of the back four at the moment if Jonathan Hogg doesn't play, uh, and a few players they've got Coventry who could get into key areas and make things happen a little bit. Um, in terms of scoring and conceding, like you say, Brady, they're not too far from us. They're only two goals less conceded the same, so probably quite similar in a, in a lot of ways and uh, maybe it's a, a well-matched a well-matched game but Huddersfield uh, we will come on to are a little bit low in numbers uh, Chris what have you taken from Coventry then so far yeah like you say it's a bit of a a difficult one I think obviously having worked with Mark before you know what type of you know he's he's he has his he has his principles but he's also willing to adapt so when he says it's fluid he will make slight adjustments for the opposition um, which will be interesting to see how he does. Obviously, different styles. I think if I think they're a team that he, they're really difficult because Robin's teams have hot and cold spells. They've only lost. They've not lost in the last seven games, and then before that they come by a win. So I think this is you know there's a lot of draws in there. It's going to be very tight. Um, they don't have many shots. Um, the fourth, uh, the third fewest shots per game in the league. And fourth, most of them as a percentage are from outside the box. So they're not a team that's going to tear you to pieces a bit like we spoke about with Bournemouth, obviously. Um, and, all, and, and they even struggle sometimes to get into the, that final third. Only 25% of their passes are in, are in uh, the opposition's final third. So I think it's going to be a game that's going to be um, a real battle of attrition, really. I think they'll, they'll be happy to make it ugly as possible. Maybe, um, you know, try and spoil it quite a lot. I think it'll be tight. Um, one player they'll miss, I know we're going to go on to players shortly. One player they'll miss is, is Godden. Um, obviously, he's, he's been out, uh, as we discussed just before we came on. 
he was the top scorer, most assists, most key passes. And you can see all of a sudden now why they'd maybe do struggle to, to to get into that final third and create chances. So I think with going back to two up top with him playing three five two with the wing backs maybe suits their personnel. And uh, Brady, what have you taken from Coventry and uh, and take us into the key player that you've picked for them? Yeah, well, in terms of weaknesses, uh, I actually noticed they seem to concede quite a few penalties um, and we'll kind of come on to team selection, but I think Bakuna could be interesting for that. Obviously, he won that penalty against QPR. Um, less said about what happened with the penalty, the better. Um, but they again, another team that seems to be quite strong at set pieces. So um, a key player for them I've picked is, is Liam Kelly. So I was chatting to Tom Ward, who, who we'll hear later on, but this like... Um, good run of form seems to be when he's returned uh, the captain and he got two goals at the weekend and yeah uh, just a bit of a one to watch out for and I say obviously we're coming to more trickier players but he's the one I'd be a bit bit wary of uh, for, for Wednesday yeah, For those that don't remember he was the one that scored Reading's last penalty, well the last goal that Reading scored at Wembley the third third penalty which was probably the best one of the day you would say as well wasn't it uh, yeah, the player I've picked out is Gustavo Hamer. Uh, he's coming from, uh, I can't remember where he's come from, sorry, but he's come from abroad. Uh, looks a very neat and tidy player, drawing quite a few plaudits from um, podcasts such as the Second Tier Pod and not the Top 20s. Um, seems to be a really neat and tidy player who can make things happen You know, in the middle third. Uh, looks to be someone who likes to get down and play. So, you know, Matt Robbins loves those rotating uh, rotating six and eights, doesn't he, Chris? So, uh, you know, he'll, I'm sure he'll be... Uh, Buzzing in and around that. Um, who have you got? Who have you picked out, Chris, from uh, from Cov? Yeah, it's an interesting one, really, because obviously with the back three, um, I've gone for um, one of the members of that back three who's playing on the right side, who's behind Darbo, who's a very adventurous um, sort of forward-thinking wing back. Um, and it's Leo Ostergaard. He's a Norwegian, young Norwegian who they took, I think, he's initially on loan from from Brighton. Um, he's a he's a real sort of tall, like um, you know, commanding presence figure, but he's actually fairly decent on the ball as well, which you need for someone who's who's going to play on that right side of a three. I think he's won most aerial duels for them this year, um, and he has the highest pass completion of all their, of the three regular centre backs. So maybe also being at Brighton to Clinton Graham Potter, maybe his, his background in Norway, he's going to be someone who who, who might be important that bit, a bit of composure. Um, uh, playing against us however you know I think the the other thing with that is he's not always comfortable when he has to get dragged out into those right back positions so I maybe picked him as a key player for them but potentially could be an, a, a weakness that we could exploit as well uh, particularly like having to go and cover in those wide areas when he probably is more comfortable uh, in, in the centre. Interesting leaders into the uh, discussion about how town could attack uh, Coventry then from from those weak spots and other areas that you've seen. Yeah, I think that's the thing around the formation, probably rather than anything. Like I said, they'll they'll be well drilled, they'll be hard working. It's not going to be a game that you're going to win, and um, in terms of of the men, it's not going to be a pushover, or it's not going to be overly aggressive. I think it's going to be a, a one that you're going to have to be clever with. Um, so I think those tactical sort of battles around the back three, the space behind the wing backs, pulling these um, wide players out, maybe a few longer switches of play. You should see Vallejo players and what what sort of We'll come on to that in a bit, but what, what sort of passing range he's got because longer switches of play and balls, maybe longer passes down the sides of those centre-backs could do something that, they, that we could really exploit 
uh, get them turn facing their own goal with the you know with the pace maybe of a couple of our wingers who could come in and play. Uh, I think I, I think that would probably be a, an area I'd really look to focus on uh, getting behind those those outside centre backs. Any key player for us? My key player. Um, I mentioned Vallejo there. I'm not too sure about him uh, in terms of his his particular style and what he brings. He's obviously new, new in his career. I think um, proved the other day. Obviously, a lot of changes, but I think we missed someone who can really dictate that middle of the pitch with quality. So I think if Itin comes back in, or if he obviously gets the start uh, based off his uh, his squad rotation at the minute, I think he could be someone who could really pick those passes that I'm talking about. In, in behind and sort of create those those passing lanes for everyone else. So I'm going to go for someone I've not gone for before as well. So I'm going to go with Iting. I think that, that bit of guile and taking the sting out of the game and controlling it away from home could be crucial. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, for me, uh, Town could be uh, better rested than Coventry, you know, for those players who um, who didn't play at the weekend. You know, we took O'Brien and Toffolo off early, didn't we, once we realised the game was gone against Bournemouth, which... Possibly could have been after 20 minutes, but there you go. Um, Pippa obviously had a uh, was on the bench and unused. Uh, he should come back in, and for me, he's our key player because he had so much balance. And, and to be honest, without being critical of anyone else, I think it's quite... You can, you can see the, the distance in quality between Pippa and the backup on that side. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's so far ahead of um, what's behind him. Uh, and so is Toffolo, to be fair. Although Jaden Brown's... Not bad, but Toffolo's quite quite a distance. I think those two are, are con- will continue to be our key players and add balance. And I, I suspect there might be a formation switch as well uh, in there. Uh, and those two will always be key. Uh, but Pippa coming back in hopefully gives us that balance. And uh, speaking of balance, Brady always brings us to the podcast. What are you going for, mate? Um, well, I've picked him before, but I, I suppose this is more of a want. But I think... Uh, Isaac Compenza just because obviously we're crowning him out for three months I think I, I kind of want Impenza to run a game obviously he's had some really good performances but I want him to kind of be be the main man and I, I'm hoping this is kind of a game like you say I think I'll be back and have those passes in and he he kind of steps up and wins this for us um, so that's what I've gone for I know it's not <laughs> I know it's not a very uh, well thought out choice but uh, you've got to pick the obvious one sometimes and yeah, I think this could be a good game for him. And again, obviously, if they're giving away, they seem to give away silly set pieces. We're not what he's like with set pieces, two free kicks now uh, scored. So, yeah, fancying Benza for this one. Excellent. Uh, I think that's probably a good, considering what Chris said about the the right centre back getting pulled out. I think Benza might be a good shout there. Um, yeah, like yours as well. Matt Pippa was my backup. I think he'll be because yeah. obviously of our bench receivers. I think he could be a, a threat down in behind the left side. Absolutely, and uh, let's move on to uh, Return to the Mac, which we've not quite got the music ready for yet, maybe after Christmas. Uh, A player you'd bring back to win this game. Uh, Yes, so let's all jump into the Tim Hot Tub time machine. You see what I've done there? I've I've still managed to sneak that in. Can't let it go, can you? (laughs) I'm not letting that go. Uh, And let's let's discuss who we'll bring back. Uh, First, a word for our winner, Brady. Went for the. Uh, There's no words, uh, mate. You MS can't just play in the audience. Uh, I think he did, but by the same token, I think the performance against Bournemouth and the team selection against Bournemouth showed that defenders were the order of the day, not Emil Smith Rowe, because I don't think he affects that game whatsoever. Sounds like loser talking, Suck boys. It, Brady. A lot of loser talk, a <laughs> lot of sour grapes going on here. Imagine if we'd have had a leader or a warrior. Tom Cowan like got Peter less Clark. than 10%. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Cowan. I know. Tom Cowan. I can't believe Tom Cowan. I'm going to say it again. Tom Cowan. 
legend. Drinking your tears, Jen. There must be some, <laughs> you know what? There must be some young, young, uh, young lads on Twitter who maybe don't know who Tom Cowan is, but. How could you not know Tom Cowan? Well, do we need to have a chat? I think we maybe need to do a Tom Cowan podcast at some point. Maybe I'd love now. to do one. He's on. He's on Twitter. He's on my list. On, on my list, along with likes of Phil Starbuck and Brady's uh, Brady's mate, you and Rubbers. <laughs> so, no, we, uh, it's, no, it's, they're on the list. They're on the list. It's um, a good win. It's a good win. He's he's yeah, good sixty odd percent there. So. Well yeah, done, Brady, but that means you get to go last again. Answer class as always. <laughs> uh, right, I'm, I'm going to, seems as I've not technically won one of the polls, although I, I'm claiming a moral victory in one of them, not last week, but I can't remember which one it was, one or two. Uh, I'm going to go first. So, uh, right, so you look at our side, and obviously with Josh Caroma out injured, there's a big problem in terms of scoring goals and filling uh, filling a gap from the left-hand side. Uh, so it's quite easy to me. Uh, you bring back Carlin Grant. Uh, for this game against Coventry, uh, you're lacking. You're lacking goals. You're lacking uh, guile from the left hand side. Uh, so for me, Carlin Grant was the ultimate last year in coming in from the the left hand side and 19 goals last season. Okay, seven or eight penalties in there, but you know he scored a lot of goals from you know from range outside the box and coming in from that left flank, and that's exactly what we're missing at the minute. So for me, Carlin Grant in to replace uh, Josh Caroma. Uh, can't blow the conch it's retired for three months and uh, he's my pick this week uh, Chris who's yeah. playing the poll now by the way oh well it's just it's, yeah, it's, it's common like, sense that left. Brady it's common sense and he wanted to leave he might people might not be too keen I'm not no. bored about the poll and I'm going to back myself I'm going to double down and be stubborn I'm going back to the promotion team of, of Neil Warnock 94-95 um, I think we missed we spoke a little bit about this a minute ago but we, I think we miss Hoggy in these type of games, obviously Hoggy's club woman legend. You're going to pick my all-time favourite, aren't you? I'm not sure, but um, we miss that aggression. The one thing that Hoggy is not, is he's not a get in the box and get a goal man and really drive the team forward. He's obviously that assuring, aggressive you know, leader that, that, that every team needs. The one for me is in his prime in this season, and this is what we're talking about in his prime, and the season after, to be fair, he could really drive forward, but also drive into the box and get goals. And I think you maybe need something a bit like that. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That aggressive dynamism this this week to maybe get through what's going to be a tight game. Darren Bullock. Now, what a guy. Um, obviously, I know he's been on the pod. 
But what um, what a driving force. I think people forget how actually good he was at times. And he obviously he was in and out of the team. Oh, he could under, play. Under, under Brian Hart in the year after the promotion season, yeah. he was phenomenal. He could play. Yeah, box he to box. Play. Like, oh, absolute box to box. And, you know, playing that two-man, you know, most of the time there, two-man midfield and really getting forward, breaking in and just aggression and, and the way he played. I think he was someone who could really drive forward in a game like this away from home Wednesday night long sort of drawn out affair so yeah I'm, I'm sticking to it I'm not going to pander to the pole you know I'm not going soft around the edges I'm sticking with it Neil Warnock's team Darren Bullock I don't know Darren Bullock is a popular one that's a tough one to beat I reckon uh, I reckon Br- yeah tough one to beat Brad Church what are you going for mate um, so I think what we're given how shocking we were at the back uh, at the weekend um, I think we need someone who has a, a never give up attitude and uh, you need someone's like aggression and just to be bang up for it really. Kevin Sharp. Set the tone. No. Uh, I know Jason Gavin. You know, you know I'm going for. Yeah, I think, he's playing I think, the pole. He's I think, playing the pole I, again. I think I know. I think I know. He's I playing the pole again. I was going to go for this well, guy if it's who I think it is. Plus, you need a goal where, you know, it might bounce off someone's arse and go in. Oh, or, I knew you know, it. Stick him I up front uh, and get two against Rochdale. So I'm going for Michael Heffler. Because I actually oh, I actually wow. do think he would be really good for this game. It's the type of game we need him for. And, you know, it could be last five minutes kind of us rushing and trying to get anything. And we know what Heffler's like. He'd, he'd be going up there last minute. So, yeah, Michael Heffler. He's using them all up, mate. I think we'll struggle when we get beyond like the obvious cult ones. heroes. Think, yeah, think, once the yeah, cult I heroes think, are gone, Brady's done for, isn't he? I think. I think, I think this is like, a strong poll this week, though. I think I'm finishing last. I, I've sat there, I think I'm quite smug with Carl and Grant. I think that the rationale's decent, and then those two, and I'm sat there thinking, oh no, I think I'm cooked on this one. Mate, already. Don't, I, I genuinely wasn't playing the poll, but we'll see. Uh, right. Okay. So. Earlier, uh, Brady chatted to Tom Ward from uh, Sky Blues Extra, and here's what Tom had to say on uh, Coventry's season so far. Cool, we're good. Uh, yeah, and I'm joined now by uh, Tom Ward from Sky Blues Extra. Tom, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Not bad. Yeah, pleased with the result of the weekend. So, uh, yeah, always always good to go into the week with, uh, with the three points in the back, yeah. Yeah, I wish we could say the same, but uh, I think we had a game on Saturday, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, we've got you on because obviously we're playing each other in, in midweek. Um, we, as we were kind of touching on our preview pod, we actually we actually haven't played you guys that much. So how's your season been going so far? Yeah, it's been been a bit of a mixture, really. We um, it, it was It was tough at the start. Um, we had probably one of the toughest starts, I think, out of any team. We played, I think in our first 10 games, we played a, a lot of the, the teams that you, you know you expect to finish in the top half, if not the top six. So um, quite a tough start. We weren't picking up a huge amount of points, but sort of after the just after the international break, actually, we seem to have turned a bit of a corner. So I think we're in beaten in seven now, um, which, you know, we've t- definitely turned a corner. I think it just took us a little while to get to grips with the championship and the sort of level. And, you know, it is obviously very different to League One. Um, but yeah, managed to turn a bit of a corner now, picking up some some decent results. We've got a, better, a much better run of games now in December and January. So I think, yeah, things are kind of picking up a bit for us. Yeah, and obviously, like like you touched on for our article, you've had a couple of players come back in, like like Liam Kelly. Um, just who who are the players we should be looking out for, really? In yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's a shame actually. He's picked up an injury now, Liam Kelly, at the weekend, which is frustrating. So we'll wait to hear how long he might be out for. But yeah, as you said, him coming back in made a big difference to our team. Um, but 
I'd say probably some of our summer signings are probably the ones to watch. So Gustavo Hamer, um, who you might have heard about, he we signed him for 1.2 million from Zvol in Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, just, I don't know how we've managed to pull this off this transfer because he's he's absolutely unbelievable. Um, proper, you know, picked him up in obviously European market. Um, perhaps people just hadn't really heard of him, and you know we've obviously scouted him. Uh, but he's he's been brilliant for us. He's yeah, he's just a class above. His some of his trickery is is unbelievable. He's he actually started the season playing more in a sort of holding role. Now he's being pushed a bit further forward. Mm-hmm. So he's really influential. He's now chipping in with goals as well. His his delivery from corners and free kicks is is really good. So he's one. He's definitely one to watch. Um, we also have Tyler Walker, who we signed from Forest in the summer. Um, obviously, he was absolutely banging them in in League One and League Two for a couple of years. Um, he's starting to to hit some form in the Championship as well, and he's got a really like keen eye for goal. So he's another one. Um, yeah, they're they're probably they're probably the main two, I would say. Yeah, no, Hamus seems to be a, kind of a great player. Likes to get yellow as well, get stuck in. Oh, definitely. He's on, yeah. he's on four yellows at the moment as well. So we sort of uh, he was on the bench on Saturday. So I think we were kind of keeping him for the for the Huddersfield game because uh-huh. yeah, he can't help himself sometimes. <laughs> well, it's, it's you like it, it's what you got to see. So yeah, yeah kind of touching about um, Mark Roberts. Obviously, he, former boss for us, but um, he's done a bit of an impressive job. Um, but I know he's a bit of a tinkerer. He likes to change the formation. So what? Um, it might be hard to guess, but what kind of you expecting uh, formation-wise and from the game on Wednesday? Yeah, he does. He does seem to change it a bit. We um, we were sort of changing between playing four at the back in some games, you know, where we were maybe away trying to get a point and going a little bit more defensive. Um, he seems to be sticking a bit more with the three at the back with the wing backs now. The thing that he tends to change is whether we play with one or two strikers. Um, at Wickham, we played with one, but obviously they're not not as good a team in this league. Um, so when we're playing against a better team, we we tend to go with the, the two up top up top. So I think possibly he'll he'll do that. And obviously, as I said, Liam Kelly's going to drop out the team as well. So we've got sort of less options in in the midfield. Um, so I would imagine it'd be a yeah three at the back with win backs and then um, two up front. So um, so yeah. Yeah, uh, well, it sounds like we might have a bit of a handful then. So, what um, what are you kind of expecting from Huddersfield? Have you have you been keeping an eye on us much this season? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting with you guys because you know, obviously, I guess we we always expect the teams that come down from the Premier League over the last couple of years to be very very strong with obviously the parachute payments and things like that. I know you had a big clear out of players, I think, in the summer, um, and perhaps didn't sort of replace them or sign as many players as people expected you to. Um, so sort of a I guess a, a bit of a mixed season really in, in sort of mid table. Um but definitely seeing that you, you keep the ball really I think you're second in the league for for possession. Um so definitely keep the ball really well. I think that possibly could frustrate us in the game. Um but but again a, a quite a tough game to predict I think. You know it's one that possibly we, we could go out and win but at the same time you've obviously you know you've still got some really good players. So um yeah so it's a tough one to predict I think. Yeah uh which leads me on to can you predict the uh, score for me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I'll, I'm going to be positive. I'm, I'm going to go with a 1-0 win to us. Um, we're at home. You know, our home form's, well, you know, our, our uh, borrowed home. Um, our home form's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I'll go I'll go with a 1-0 win. Nice. I've, I, I think it'll be a tight game. I've gone for a 1-0 win uh, in the other direction. So, we, we will see who's right. But, uh, Tom, yeah. thanks so much for joining us, mate. Yeah, no worries at all. Cheers. Cheers for me on. Okay, so thanks to Tom for joining us and speaking to Brady. Uh, it's always good to hear the uh, the opposition side and uh, we'll continue to try and bring uh, what the opposition fans say as well moving forward. It's always good to hear that. 
but now uh, it's all about us again. And uh, as Brady sticks on those skinny chinos, I stick on David Wagner's blue cap. And Chris Markham is very familiar with Mark Robbins's glaring. What did I say before? It was like a, a like a glare, isn't it? Glowering expression. That's what we usually say um, as we try to predict what will happen. Uh, okay, so where the coach? Uh, I'm going to go throw this to you, Brady. First, what would you do in this uh, in this game? Um, well, I think we can we all agree. Kind of judging from the the team selection, I think Coburn had one eye on this game. So I, I'd expect some of our better like better performance this season to come back in. Um, I'm assuming Hamer's probably not going to be fit for this game. So I've gone I've gone four three three because that's the formation we tend to. We tend to win a couple of matches with. So I've got Schofield, I've got Pippa, uh, Edmunds Green, and Saar. I think the only issue with Saar is um, people seem to be targeting his passing out the passing out the back. So I'm a bit worried. But then Toff, uh, and then I bring Iting back in, as we've discussed. Don't know about Hog. So Vallejo, I think like let's just play this guy, and then <laughs> O'Brien, and then I bring in Benzer and Campbell uh, back as well. Um, and then for the left wing, it's a bit of a tricky one, but I've gone for Bakuna because, yeah, because he can he can play that role, but he, I've got to be honest, he's frustrating me. He's done it before um, under the cowl, isn't he? He did it quite well on one or two occasions. So, yeah. yeah, and I think he could win a penalty, as I kind of mentioned. So, um, yeah, I, I think we could do for a win this game, but I think it's going to be tight um, score predictions. So I'll, I'll go 1 0 town. Christopher? Yeah. Um... Like you say, I think he's definitely had an eye on this game. Um, and although Coventry are um, are obviously on a good run, the, the the fixture list has also been a little bit favourable for him, and they have drawn a lot of those games. So I'm not going. I'm certainly not pessimistic about this one. Um, I think obviously there the could be. I think bringing Pippa back in is going to be big. Um, I think you know potentially. I'm not sure if it's one for. For for Diakabi again in terms of get him and Benza down the sides with pace probably not I think the, <laughs> he might have had a few too many opportunities um, but yeah I think for me having a look at that um, combative midfield again I think like I said bringing O'Brien keeping him fresh I still think it's four three three other than we've got the centre back still fit to go uh, three at the back yet um, so yeah I, I think he'll go back virtually as full strength as he can with this one the left wing spot again is probably the only one and I don't mind the Bakuna shout and like I said I maybe don't mind the Vallejo shout as well maybe see what his range of passing is like get Iting a little bit further forward playing close at the front and linking it um, so yeah that's probably what I'd go for uh, I've not named every position I'm aware but um, I think scoreline wise now this game's going to be tight Um They've only been behind at home at, at first half only three times at half time, and our first half away records really poor. So I think if we can keep, we've only been in front once out of nine. I think if we can keep it, if it's level at half time, I think we'll nick it two one. Um, so I'm going to go two one to town. A tight game, not pretty. Maybe set pieces. Maybe a like, do you know, what we've, would you like a moment of, you know, another Karoma type strike, but from somebody else other than him. I think we need someone to really come up with a moment of magic and maybe just get us going in this one. But I think he's going to have a real go at it. So I fancy us to win. Interesting. I, I've, I, I'm a little bit unsure what to pick for this, um, for this game. I've got a couple of, couple of things in mind really. Uh, but I think I'm going to go to a back three, but just based on Coventry, if they play three, five, two or three, four, three, I think Colbrand's tendency is to go for an extra man at the back. Who that extra man is, I'm not sure. I've got two 
two players in mind uh, who who are either in or out. So Hamer, I would go for if he's fit. If he's not, Ryan Schofield obviously will will come in. Uh, Romani Edmonds Green and Nabisar pick themselves as the only two fit see, most senior centre backs. Uh, then uh, I'll come to the next one. Uh, three five two is what I've gone for. Pippa, Iting, Bakuna, Lewis O'Brien in midfield, and Mbenza and Campbell up front. I think Mbenza just peeling off and moving round. You know those centre backs. You know when the wing backs go forward could be an interesting option for us to have just to pull into space. Uh, so the the trick for me is the left hand side of defence and uh, and the left wing back. Toffolo is obviously going to play for me uh, if he's fit, which I presume he is. Uh, but the, the choice really is to either play Toffolo as a left-sided centre-back like he did in pre-season and bring Jaden Brown as left wing-back or go with Ramoni, uh, Ramoni Critchlow as a left centre-back and Toffolo as a left wing-back. I'm a little bit caught between two minds on that one, um, but I could see potentially Toffolo moving as a centre-back uh, as an option and equally Alex Vallejo could or Vallejo, whichever pronunciation you go for, uh, could also move him, but primarily he's a midfielder. But if he's not up to 100% speed in terms of fitness... Uh, as we all know, centre-back's probably a little bit easier for you than, than centre midfield, isn't it, when you're trying to get up to speed. So um, there's a couple of options there, but I think 3-5-2, uh, extra man at the back to counteract the uh, extra attackers from from Coventry, uh, get Iting on the ball in midfield. Uh, Bakuna, I've picked just in case Hogg's not back, uh, but I would pick Hogg over Bakuna if, if Hogg is fit. Uh, Prediction-wise, I think Town have probably put too many eggs in this basket, if you know what I mean. Um I'm not overly confident in this one, but I'm going to go for a one-all. I think Coventry are tough at home. Uh, I think it'll be a bit of a drab game for a lot of it, uh, and I think we'll score first and we'll draw one off. That's it. And I think that's it this week, guys. I think we've done this almost in record time. Uh, So, again, thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, Thanks to Tom from uh, Sky Blues Extra for joining us as well. Uh, and uh, we'll be back for the the main podcast live on Wednesday, uh, live on Thursday, isn't it, this week, Brady? So we'll be back this yep. week live on Thursday. Uh, make sure you join us for that one, and then the, uh, the finished recording will be out either later that night or first thing Friday morning. So again, thank you very much. Thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring us, and we'll be back with another preview uh, before the weekend. Oh, what a night Late in May in 2017 Shinder scored, it was a happy dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sight in Georgia squared at sea What an evening, what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence and then the commentator yelled he takes that chance Oh what a night Lost so safe in mesmerizing me Low low charge and flattened all Chelsea Stanford Bridge, oh what a night Whoa, I- Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds 
A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley, great finish to the game, shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. I, I got a funny feeling when he and offense and then the commentator yelled he takes a chance Oh, what a night Oh 